Hello, welcome to BIA's Leading Local Insights podcast, where we provide an immediate and deeper look into our current insights and assessments into local media. I'm Nicole Ovedia, Vice President, Forecasting and Analysis at BIA Advisory Services. I'm pretty new to the podcast and to BIA, so I'm very excited to be joining the team and the community to discuss key topics, trends, and activities driving digital and traditional broadcasting right now. Personally, I've spent the bulk of my career with MS Communications, and most recently, I've been working on a creative ad campaign with the New York State Broadcasters Association. So I'm really excited for the discussion today and learning more about OTT attribution. I'm joined for this episode by my co-interviewer, Mitch Oscar, who's Director of Advanced Advertising Strategies at USIM. Hi, Mitch. Welcome, Nicole. Welcome on board. Happy to be here. And our special guest today is Jessica Daigle, Vice President, Sales Intelligence for Tegna Media. Jessica is focused on using data to help Tegna grow revenue. In this role, she is responsible for Tegna's efforts around TV and OTT attribution, spot TV pricing, and sales analytics. Before joining Tegna, Jessica was SVP of Analytics and Consumer Marketing for Remedy Health Media, where she was responsible for the measurement and audience development strategy for the company's network of health information websites. Prior to Remedy, Jessica ran an analytics team at Media Contacts, part of Havas Digital. Jessica has been recognized as a 2019 NYC Television Week 40 Under 40, and she participates in industry events like TVB Forward Conference and has worked with publications like Beat TV, Ad Exchanger, and Synopsis. I'm really excited that Jessica is here to speak with us today because we are going to focus on attribution, and there are a few in the industry with more experience and expertise on this topic. Tegna offers Jessica a unique perspective with both CTV and Linear TV as they own 40, 64 excuse me, TV stations in 51 markets, as well as Tegna's premium CTV platform, which has been a pioneer in this realm since its inception in 2016. One of the key value propositions that has propelled premium is has been its investment in campaign attribution efficacy. Whenever I hear anyone talk about streaming realm, outcomes and attribution are always top of mind. Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. Well, I think this podcast is over because I'm officially embarrassed. That was such a lovely introduction. Thank you all so much for having me and I'm excited to be here. Lovely introduction for lovely person, um, but let's dive right in. Okay, so first and foremost, like I said, I'm pretty new to all of this stuff. So can you define attribution for us and share Premion's unique approach? Yeah, I think it's a great question. So a lot of folks, it's such a hot topic, such a buzzword. A lot of people are saying, what is an encompass? And especially with a lot of discussion in the race and the measurement realm. So when I think about attribution, I really think about proof of performance. So if you go back to the linear days, Posting is what we used to call performance, but posting is delivery. Posting is not performance. Outcomes measurement is truly performance. Did this campaign drive an outcome, drive a result, move the cash register, move foot traffic for a business? That's what I think of when I think of attribution. And so for us, as, as a like you mentioned, we, re we measure cross-platform, our linear and our CTV campaigns. That does include reach extension. It includes the overlap in the reach across our platforms because that's a key part of a performance indicator. We're not talking about impression delivery. We're talking about reach as a whole. Um, and so as you mentioned, we've been doing this for a really, really long time. Um, we, I think we have the most complete solution on the market. We've probably been doing it the longest. Last year alone, we ran over 3,000 campaigns or advertisers, probably way more that in terms of campaigns. 
through our network. Um, and we're really lucky to work with a company called TV Squared, which you all probably know very well um, mm -hmm. on a lot of our attribution solutions. So today when we're in market and we're talking about attribution, I kind of think of it in two layers. We have our base product, which we offer for almost every advertiser we can imagine, which includes website attribution, um, reach, frequency, that kind of measurement. And then we have vertical specific solutions depending on the kind of advertiser you are. So if you're an automotive advertiser, we partner with Polk IHS Market to do automotive sales attribution. If you're in the travel and tourism space, we'll, we partner with Arrivalist to do um, destination location attribution. And then we offer location attribution specifically for our, our, our clients that have high foot traffic. So QSR or retail, that kind of thing. Um, and brand lift as well. So there's a whole bunch of soup in there, a lot of different metrics, a lot of different options. The, the name of the game is we want to provide you with the right performance measurement based on the brand that you are and based on your campaign goals. So that's a little bit about us and how we think about attribution. That is absolutely incredible. And it sounds like a ton of data and a ton of just uh... Uh, things that you need to analyze. And so I guess my next question is, what are some of the misconceptions or objections that you encounter when you're discussing the attribution concept with advertisers and their agencies? So we sit in kind of a fun spot, right? Because we talk to small local businesses where the person who manages their website is the grandson of the business owner. And then we talk to massive agencies right, which have invested in folks like Mitch, for example, to help them be thoughtful and understand the industry, as well as, you know, people who are really mired in data and have a lot of initials at the end of their title, if you will, right? So we we run the spectrum there. So we run into things like, you're not putting your website pixel on my website, it's gonna slow it down, right? Or what other mm -hmm. data might you be collecting? So those sort of basic objections. We run into a misconceptions or understanding around linear attribution in particular. You know, are you just looking at Google Analytics? Are you just doing spike analysis? Or, you know, this is a panel. Is it the same panel as Nielsen? Is it the same as Comscore? Nope, nope, it's a separate panel. So really basic understanding of what we're offering, what closed loop attribution means, right? One single data stream connecting viewership to outcomes across whatever platform we're measuring. Um, and then I think more recently, some of the interesting conversations I've had with clients on objections are around taking full credit for performance. And that's where I think it's getting much more sophisticated and interesting. This happens across across the board, but I'm thinking in particular of one of our car dealers that I, I we work closely with. Um, you know, the the reality of the automotive marketplace today is it doesn't take that much to sell a car. If you know much about what's going on in the automotive marketplace with a huge supply shortage and a massive spike in demand, highest demand ever in the month of March, uh, it doesn't take that much to sell a car. So when we produce reporting that says we sold a hundred cars for you this month you know, that they take a pause and they take a step back. So that's where you get to some really exciting kind of objections or conversations about what is media's role in the path to purchase? What does the true lift look like when you're when you're looking at a campaign? Um, what would happen if we didn't run media? And so we, we you know, we, we're, we're doing that kind of analysis as well really looking at Lyft in particular with some of our clients. So like I said, we run the gamut in terms of the objections and, and the different kinds of feedback we're getting. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do on education, on enablement, 
And the way we like to do it is we like to run experiments. We like to run hard and fast. So just let's go. Let's just do it together. That's sort of how, how we operate. I want to dig in there a little bit more because, you know, like I said, I came from radio and and I know that a little bit more. And the best attribution we could do, honestly, back in my day was, okay, you ran your ad. And then in the next 20 minutes, this is the number of people that visited your website. So we must have been responsible for that. So can you talk a little bit more about how your attribution is uh, uh, better attributable? I need more accurate and efficient than something like that. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics. So um what I, I call that spike analysis, which for the record, we've all been doing that forever. We have access to thousands of clients' Google Analytics. And so forever and ever, we've gone in and said, you see that spike in that line? You can see a lift in performance. That's sort of how we've always done it. But with the advent of ACR data sets and the commingling of set-top box data that's gotten cleaned and sort of the spaghetti has gotten straightened out, now we can actually see who saw your ad, what their IP address is of the home, and then tie that to the digital world and their outcomes. And yes, it's a panel. So a 15 million home panel is what we're using today. You'll see 29 million, blah, blah, blah. It's a real sizable panel. For somebody in the, you know, the TV space, I can tell you we are measuring hundreds of thousands of homes in every one of our major markets, and that's statistically significant. That's a meaningful panel to be able to measure outcomes against. So again, when we talk about attribution on the linear side, and of course, Connected TV, since we own that data set, but on the linear side, we're talking about one single data stream measuring viewership, who actually saw the ad, to what outcome they took on the website or in location or in car sales, you name it, because we run it through the household IP address as sort of the, the main connector. That's really interesting. And can you talk a little bit more about the difference between local versus national in terms of attribution? Yeah. So again, can I think it's fun? So some of our local advertisers are the most sophisticated. Some of them are not. Again, so we have the big spectrum. But local, because they are so focused on performance, right? This is Main Street. This is, are we selling cars? Are we selling couches? right? Are we moving the business? They really get prescriptive and detailed about their creative, about their placement, about their frequency, about their targeting, about how they mix and match their CTV campaign with their linear campaign um, in a way that at times our national advertisers don't. They're much, much more focused more often on reach. Am I reaching the right eyeballs? Am I reaching them at the right frequency across all of my video? So I think, you know, holistically, those would be sort of the two buckets. The the third group is these new digital agencies. Maybe they're not that new, but they're newer to Tegna as we've broadened our um, scope in Premium um, that do both. They work with local clients and they work with household brand name national clients. And those are the agencies we're finding are pushing us the hardest by far. Mm -hmm. They're buying linear, they're buying CTV, um, but they are testing and iterating. They have very clear cut KPIs um, and they are pushing probably the hardest with us. And and we we love those kinds of partners because they make us smarter um, along with them. I think in terms of some of the challenges for each of the platforms, right? For local, we're, we run in, we do run into data fidelity challenges. It's hard to measure, a, you know, linear campaigns in Buffalo, New York, or Knoxville, Tennessee, or Macon, Georgia, if they're not spending adequate media spend. And there's both that they need to spend enough money in the market to move the needle in the market, like 
of course, welcome to television, <laughs> but it's also we need to have enough data to be able to tie it down to the outcome. Website attribution, mm -hmm. no problem, but depending on how narrow you're trying to get in your outcome, that's where we can run into some of the challenges. Um, and then on the national side, at times we find we have a lot of conversations about the vetting of the data, the quality of the data, and a lot of specificity on, on the methodology. And sometimes I think we miss the boat there at times on what is it? How's it performing? How's it going? Did it do better than last month or worse? You know, and how do we make sure that that graph goes up and to the right always? So I think each of those platforms have different challenges um, that we we get to work on with our clients and and get to grow the industry in this space. That sounds fascinating. I mean, just the 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 large scope, the small scope, the and I am thinking about these smaller campaigns, these local people that are, and, and how you can have statistically significant, relevant data to help them make better decisions and, and know that, okay, I only have so much money. I mean, my, my budget is tiny. I'm just a mom and pop shop. And so using you and, and using your platform, it can just make things a lot more efficient for them so that they're not wasting their money. Exactly. And one of the things we offer is because we've done this for so long and we have so much data is we can let them know what's good performance and what's bad performance or not bad, but what needs tweaking, what needs optimization rather. And we have enough, you know, comparison to say, you know, oh, well, this month we ran in 550 furniture stores across the country. So here's what it tends to look like when you're a furniture store and these and you're running this kind of linear buy or, um, you know, those kinds of things. And that, that can be very helpful to our local advertisers. Absolutely. Premium seems to be um, absolutely approachable for the local mom and pop shops, but also just super insightful for these very advanced technical, you know, digital agencies that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, along those lines, can you share some of your key campaign attribution discoveries that have surprised even you? I mean, just I know you've been in this business. I know you've been in this realm for quite a while, but uh, I mean, tell us a story or two or something that you're like, I did not expect that. And that, you know, uh, campaign attribution just showed you. Well, I'll try to live up to that hype. I don't know if I can. I, I mean, I can tell you base, baseline video works, right? Sight, sound, motion. Oh, it really works. It's really fun to be in the business of proving out that video works. Great. Well, okay, but that's don't say that. We're on a podcast right now. They can't see us. But anyway. Uh, well, there are, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think um, a couple of examples I, I I thought of that might be interesting to the group. Um, so we have a client that is a lottery app. I'm not going to say what the name of the client is, but it's a, it's a really cool, um, fairly new company that is a lottery app. And last year when we were running with them, it had the biggest... Um, sort of pot of money possible that was out there. And it was really interesting to watch the video amplification that we were able to generate with mass media. So mm. all along um, when we were watching linear attribution, we were seeing costs per downloads, costs per installs, and the sort of cost per high level engagement metrics like purchases analogous to their organic traffic. So when I'm talking about a cost per install, it was like in $21 range, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is extremely efficient if you think about these people download the app and then they buy lottery. People, when they buy lottery tickets, they buy lottery tickets, right? They're not mm -hmm. just buying one, they are regular lottery ticket users. So the ROI in that was really solid. 
But when we saw the huge jackpot happen, we were able to see we they they ran way more media and we saw that cost for that cost for install go way down and and they were blown away. And I think that was a fun a fun um, external factor to get a play with, right? And be able to actually measure the amplification that video and mass media can have. Um, so that that's one example. I think another example, which is also not truly groundbreaking, but it's cool to be able to measure is around content quality. So of course we can drill in and we do drill into performance of all of our partners on the CTV side. And as you probably know, or, or may not know, but Premium is tag certified. We take content quality and fraud super, super seriously. Um, and we only offer the most premium content to our partners. Um, we recently ran a study with a Caribbean destination that we did for them as a favor. Um, this is one of our digital agencies. Um, and we, we did for them as a favor. They had, they were in between attribution partners on their own side. And they said, can you also just tag a couple other of our partners? And these are well-known, I'm not gonna, not gonna say who, I'm not gonna name names. These are well-known household name CTV companies. And, and I will say that Premium did very, very well. We saw three times the visit rate in terms of website attribution that in any of the other partners. And it's not to say that they're, I can't say specifically the quality of their content. I can tell you that we have extremely high quality content. And when you drill into the providers and the partners, you can see the performance. Um, so that was neat. Uh, that, that was, those are a couple of good examples. I think I have more, but I can probably pause there or this will be a 45 minute long podcast and people will fall asleep on. But two interesting examples, one in the app space, one in the destination, Caribbean destination space. Well, I hope for the Caribbean destination, you told them the only way you can actually help them is by being on the island and just really immersing yourself. So I hope you got a nice uh, trip out of that. But um, so uh, tell I don't us know if they're listening, but if they're here, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. And on your plus one, I'm coming with because you need my <laughs> help. I'm just saying. Um, so tell me more about uh, what kind of challenges that you think that buyers and sellers of TV and video will face as attribution, implementation, execution, and post-analysis commands greater respect in the media community. Yeah, so first of all, I just love that this conversation is the convert is part of the conversation now. When we first started doing this, it was so much education. You know, what is attribution? What is this data set? You know, what are you even talking about? And now a lot of folks know a lot about it. So that, I mean, bring on the challenges in that regard right we love that this is part of the conversation i think there's a couple of things though that as i look on the horizon we're, we still have to work on as an industry as a business one is this co-mingling of the concept between measurement and attribution there really are different concepts um and yes i understand why it's a natural conversation right you build these robust massive data sets, Comscore has one, VideoAmp has one, blah, blah, blah. And it makes some sense to try to tag on top of it um, attribution because you need a lot of good data to do attribution. But they're different specialties, they're different expertise, they require different methodology. As somebody on the local side, they certainly require different training and enablement. They really are completely separate. And so I think that the commingling of them risks slowing them both down, 
right? Mm. I love that people are challenging the status quo and that we're asking the right questions on measurement. And I love that we're pushing forward on attribution, but I think they need to stay separate to be able to move as fast as possible, which we all need in this space, right? And that's so, so hard though, because measurement is what people know. It's like, uh, they're taking that, uh, okay, I'm building. They think that's the foundation and now I'm gonna build more and learn more and go into attribution. And you're saying, we have to keep those things separately. And I mean, I myself have fallen victim to that. So that's really interesting that you talk about that. And it makes a lot of sense hearing you say it that way, that no, measurement is totally different than attribution and you have to separate the two. But yeah, that's gonna be challenging to get people to think that way. Yeah, we get paid on measurement, right? If we don't deliver our ads, you won't pay us. That makes yeah. total sense. But you hire us because we perform. You mm -hmm, keep mm -hmm. us because we perform. And they need to be separated. And it's and they should both be they should both be innovated and they should both be growing, but they need to be separated. At least that's my take, my two cents on it. Um You heard it here first. <laughs> Controversial opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's one challenge. I think um you know, a more kind of niche challenge that we're going to run into is the dwindling data set that's in uh, on mobile. So luckily for television, our primary anchor is an IP address, so it's much less um, cookies related. Um, and so IDFA has a smaller impact. But in areas like location attribution, which is all based on your cell phone, you know, going into individual stores, that data set needs to be thought of as directional, right? It's a, it's a, it's an interesting tool and it's a great directional data set. But as that panel narrows, and especially on linear, when you then have a viewership panel, you just really need to be looking at it in a directional sense. It can't be what I think it used to be in a lot of mobile, at, you know, mobile measurement and mobile attribution as a, as a primary or cornerstone KPI. So I think those kinds of headwinds and then. Data privacy is going to be fun as we continue um, to explore that. For now, I think TV looks like we're in a solid spot, uh, but there's always more to come in that arena that will affect attribution. And so we just have to grow and pivot and learn, you know, as we go, I think as we've, we've done so far in this space. Yeah. And, and data privacy, is that something, another challenge that you're running into? I mean, are people like, wow, you can tell me if you can attribute somebody seeing an ad and then walking into the store, that's yeah, that to me that immediately elicits like, oh, what's that data privacy like? And so what what are you and your company doing to address that? And, you know, as that becomes uh, more important and more prevalent in the conversation. Yeah, so we take it very, very seriously. Um, Techno has a pretty, pretty our, our leadership is super focused on data privacy and making sure that everything is fully compliant. So, of course, we have a vetting process for all of our partners. Um, and I think that a lot of people do have that initial reaction like, is my television watching me? Is no, 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 your television isn't watching you, you know, none of that. So I think it's a lot just about education, right? About, you know, how how does it happen on the web? And then how does it happen in video? It's, it's really a lot of the same practices. Um, and so just about education and making sure people understand exactly how it works. And most of the time our marketers at first are like, huh, and then they're like, ooh. I want that. So that's more the conversation that we tend to have with our marketers. But just staying on top of it, we of course have a task force and a team to make sure that our partners are compliant to all privacy laws, that we are really compliant in all of our training and our marketing materials as well. Um, and and just staying close to it. I just I, I we all know it's going to continue to evolve, and we just got to stay close to it. Absolutely fascinating. Um, so I 
anything else that you want to talk about or any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? We covered a lot. Um, yeah, I think I, we really covered a lot. So I, I don't have anything major groundbreaking. I think um, I just hope that as our your audience listens to this, um, you know, if they have questions, they should feel free to reach out to myself, of course, reach out to you. Um, and, you know, come check us out. Tegna and Premium. It's it's there. We're, we're sort of a great solution for advertisers of all size that want to buy locally. So um, just had to put a plug in there. That's all. That's my last, Absolutely. my last thought. You more than earn the plug. And also I would like to plug that if anybody has a car or a couch that is actually available for sale, please hit me up because I am in the market for both. Um, I'm not going to say I'm sitting on the floor of my living room, but I'm not going to deny it either waiting for delivery. So, um, I feel the pain, uh, anyway, irrelevant, Jessica, I want to thank you so, so much for joining us and Mitch, thank you for, um, all of the, uh, Everything that you've said and done in this in podcast, I'm so sorry, but not sorry that Jessica and I monopolized all the time. Um, so on behalf of Mitch and myself, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this podcast. Be sure to tune in more uh, for more BIA podcasts where we bring industry insights straight to you. And if you have an idea for something you'd like us to cover, let us know. Send us an email at podcast at BIA.com and have yourself a very great day. Thanks a lot, guys.